Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of You Are Here. I'm Danny, and I'm so glad that you are joining us for this episode. Um, I don't, I don't know why I said us. It's just me and Derek, but I guess it is us. But like me, but us. Anyways, um, so glad that you're here. And today I wanted to kind of get into it a little bit. Um, one of the things that I've always loved and been interested in, even when I was in college and even, you know, leaving college and just my own, you know, interests is philosophy. I think philosophy is so fascinating, which I know can be a little pretentious, which is maybe why I like it a little bit, if we're being honest. But, um, but I do think it is really interesting. And though I think it can get a little like woo woo, um, I think that there is a lot of, um, validity and there's just something really interesting about, um, you know, observing people and then, you know, deducing like their practices. So I don't know. I've always found, um, sociology, philosophy, all those things, you know, that impact how we live and like the choices we make. I've always found that very, very interesting. Um, and for a few reasons, I mean, my mom, uh, majored in psychology in college. So I just kind of always grew up around it. And the way that she taught me to think, um, has just been one of, you know, obser observing and, and seeing patterns and stuff like that. So she just taught me to think and observe, um, patterns in people and in, you know, society and culture, and then, you know, find where you land in all of these things that are essentially teaching you what to believe, what to think and how to think. Um, which I'm honestly like you guys heard, if you want to hear more about my mom, uh, definitely go listen to that podcast episode that we did with her about body image. It's so good. And you get to hear a little bit more about the way that she thinks, um, and how brilliant she is. But, um, yeah, so today I actually want to talk on the topic of pleasure, which the word is a little, bleh, but I do think that there is a really interesting layered conversation here. And I really, my goal for this episode, I just really want to encourage us all to think. And I think especially in today's culture and just like in your twenties and figuring it all out, I think there's so much rhetoric around, um, around living for the next exciting thing or living for what makes you feel good. And I don't think that is a whole truth. It's it's a half truth. And I don't know if I've ever said this on the podcast, but I've been thinking about it. Um, and if I've said it before, sorry. But I just think if it's too extreme, too easy, if it's the easy way out of something, if it's, um, if it's just too extreme, it's never a good idea. It's never a healthy human option because that's not the way that we work. But anyways... So let's get into it. Um, the philosophical word for essentially living for pleasure, or I guess idea, philosophical idea, is called hedonism. And um, the definition per uh, Oxford Dictionary, I suppose, is an ethical theory that, that pleasure in the sense of satisfaction of desires is the highest good and proper aim of human life, which um, honestly doesn't sound like a too bad of a thing, but then you just realize that, that kind of sucks. Um, but yeah, basically it, it's just that idea of just living for whatever feels good, whether that's, you know, physically or you're buying things or whatever. Um, and obviously I'm a fashion girl. I'm an outspoken fashion girl. I love it. And so I feel like in my own life, that's definitely where I see it like come up the most of where I 
think that things that, like the more things I get or the cooler I look and stuff like that will actually like fill this void or whatever and just make me feel good or more desirable per my last episode, etc. Um, so stuff like that. I think that's how I've seen it um, displayed in my own life. Um, but I mean, it looks different for everyone. Um, and I think a, a huge lie in this whole idea of living for pleasure is that um, it is that this aversion to difficult things, um, which I think is such an interesting um, layer to it. I think, uh, I mean, I'm Gen Z. I'm like an older Gen Z. Um, but I think I see it a lot with with my generation of just how if something's hard or if something's too difficult or it takes a little bit of elbow grease, it's like, oh, then it's not for me. And I know because I don't like doing hard things. <laughs> like, I don't like doing things I'm bad at. I don't like, you know, all those things like an aversion to that. But on the other side of it, then it's a... Um, it's a, um, like a lean towards something that makes me feel good, right? If I don't want to feel uncomfortable, then I want to feel good. So, um, I think that's like a very, you know, practical way that I, that, that it occurs in my own life. And I'm, you know, I'm sure someone else can identify with that as well. But I think that it's just something, um, that, you know, as people, we can do hard things as people, we can achieve amazing things. And for your life to be, you know, basically chasing, um, chasing the next high or chasing the next thing that makes you feel good, um, really just ends up being a, a cycle of, um, of emptiness, right? Because then you, you get to a point where you realize that you're actually chasing after nothing. You're just chasing after, the wind basically. And, um, and that's not a real life. In fact, um, this is really, I, I don't know. I just felt really strongly about this topic when I was thinking about it a few months ago. And, um, I really haven't gotten like very preachy on my podcast, but I don't know. I hope, um, this is just encouraging to you if you're going through something like this, or, um, maybe you've just been thinking about your own habits, um, or your own thought patterns. And it's just, you know, something to remind you, but, on that topic, um, I did want to share a Bible verse actually about what God says about it because it's really great. Um, and it's Proverbs 21, 17. It says, those who love pleasure become poor. Those who love wine and luxury will never be rich. And uh, number one, Proverbs is just like the coolest book in the Bible. I, I love that it's, you know, so many, so much wisdom, like, like wisdom micro doses, unless you like read, you know, a whole, the whole book in one day, but it really is just like little, little wisdom, uh, nuggets. And I think that one is just so good. Um, and I think it also ties so perfectly into the way that the kingdom of God works, right? Like, um, you know, last shall be first. Um, those, like those who want to find your life must lose it. It's just the upside down kingdom is how we always called it in college. And I just, I love that imagery so, so much. And I think, um, you know, only in, Jesus, can you find so, so much life in, in sacrifice and in, and in giving up and in giving away. And I think a lot of the whole pleasures talk really does come through that. And I think, um, you know, I don't want to get like scary, but I think to live your life with such a, um, with such, I, I don't know, like a carelessness for 
yourself and others and to live for pleasure. Um, like that is a antichrist spirit, not to say that like, you know, six, six, six Nero situation. Um, but it is just not the kingdom of God and it's not the kind of version of, of Jesus that, um, you know, if you are a Christian, like that God wants to bring out of you. Um, and so I don't, I don't know. I think it's just a very interesting, um, process to walk through. And it is, it's like, um, I, you know, think, I think about a lot of things all the time, if you can't tell. Um, and I think this is a part of like the deconstruction that has to happen in your soul by the Holy spirit. Um, when you decide to become a Christian, I think because it's so comfortable, it's so convenient and it's fun to just pick things that make you feel good and to find things that make you feel good. And again, it's like another quick fix. Um, but, but that's not true life, right? Like you're just going to fall down the rabbit hole, drink whatever potions given to you. Um, and, and figure out like you were hallucinating the whole time, figure out it was just like a, like something that wasn't real. Right. Um, and I think, all, all, every sincere, genuine human experience I've ever had has come from going through an incredibly difficult process. And, um, and like, I think about when, you know, my mom had cancer and the way that like my family, um, my whole family, my extended family, obviously our, um, our family, like we had to just be strong for her and for each other. And, and that whole process just changed our family for the better forever. Like we are different people because of that. And so things like that, um, I don't think I would have the family I have without going through that horrendous process. Um, I think about my little brother, Derek, who literally helps me produce his podcast, like going through, um, his mental health stuff as well. Like all of those things, like the relationship, the friendship, the um, loyalty that we have now is just would not be the same if not for those difficult things. And if not for like our whole family willing to fight for our relationship with him and like with each other. And so I, I think every sincere and genuine and rich human experience does not come from chasing after comfortability, but it comes from chasing and fighting through um, fighting through the, the mess of people to, to bring out the richness of one another, um, which is like, so the spirit of the church, that is exactly what I think. And the whole reason why, you know, God chose the church to bring the message of life and hope to, to the world. But that's a whole other topic. Obviously I love all of this stuff, but, um, I, another layer to this whole pleasures conversation, um, which I love to talk about because I love fashion is I want to talk about consumerism. I think this is like a huge, this is like the machine I think behind the whole pleasure conversation. Um, and, um, can't talk about consumerism consumerism without talking about capitalism, but I'm not going to get into politics because this is not that kind of show. Um, but I do think that, um, that this attitude that we are simply consumers, um, of all things, right. That we consume our life. We consume experiences. We consume, um, all of these things. I think it, it seeps into like church and things like that, which are you know, not that, but 
uh, basically just like this idea that we are we're born to just take right and to like to get things to gain experiences to gain all these things um but there's no um real weight to these things because we're just chasing after more and more and like look i'm not saying i'm high and mighty or anything my tiktok friggin what is it called like your phone screen time is too far too high okay so i'm not a perfect person i'm just i'm just talking through like these things these patterns that i've seen in my own life and obviously being online and stuff and seeing the way that it's affecting people and the way that people are thinking about their life and how um so much thought goes into what you are not experiencing or what you don't have or the things that you could be consuming or not consuming um and that your life ends up just becoming reduced to like your life ends up becoming um I, I don't know like a commodity I, um I'm obviously still trying to figure out how to like say this but yeah I just think the the more that you um the more that you think about your life um the more that you think about yourself first as a consumer and second as a person, I think that's like a really crazy switch that obviously, you know, billion dollar companies are wanting you to think that way um, so they can stay billionaires and underpay their workers, but whatever. Um, and so that's just like a little, a little bit of, of the, of the problem here. Um, but I do think that um, consumerism really does help propel this kind of thinking um with you know pleasure and look for that solution i really i really haven't figured it out like i'm still going through all of this as well but i always i've said this before but i don't think it's ever a bad idea to question your motives and to question like why do i want this why do i feel like my life isn't good enough why do i um why why do i want you know I don't know. I just never think it's a bad idea to question your own motives. Um, and which is like the exact opposite that like being, you know, hedonism would tell you. It just says like, if it makes you feel good, send it. If you want to do it, send it. If you're going to have a good time, send it, you know? Um, and you know, not to say that all, all good things are terrible things. Um, but again, I think it's, it goes back to the simple rule, all things in moderation. And, um, and that too much of a good thing can make you sick. Um, I always, always think about people that, um, spent that, that are, you know, you know, billionaires and they always say that like they, they're like, they, they couldn't want for anything and still they want for things that are like deeper and more meaningful. Um, I think of like celebrities and people that have like, you know, unalived and things like that. Like, it just, it's so heavy. And, um, and I think it's just because life, life isn't even like your experiences and life isn't even your, um, the things you have. Definitely not that. Um, to me, as I'm processing all of this, I think life is, um, is it connections that you make with people and, um, truly like being known by people and, um, and allowing people to know you. I think that is ultimately what like the sum of life is. And so to reduce your life to being nothing more than a, you know, consumer of what someone wants you to buy or who someone wants you to be even, um, 
is just a very sad and like lonely and dangerous place to be. Um, and it is just like an endless cycle. Um, I did see a TikTok the other day that I really liked and this girl was talking about clothes and like fashion and stuff, but she was talking about like gifts or something like that, or maybe it was trends. I'm not really sure, but she, um, but she said like she has a new motto in her life that is appreciate more and consume less. And I just think that is such a lovely way to just exist, right? Um, I also think obviously in the Bible it says like look at the lilies of the valley and like how God clothes them or like the birds in the air and like how they never want for food. Like God's going to take care of you is essentially what the verse says. Um, and I think about that, about how like these things that exist that God has created, um, they don't want for anything. They like just exist and we get to appreciate their beauty. Um, and, and like God takes care of them. And I think, um, I think a lot of times, sometimes the root of, of being such a consumer and, and chasing after desire as well can just be that this feeling that you feel like you can't provide for yourself or, or a fear that you will lack one day. So you just like hoard loads of things or a fear that you, um, you know, I, I don't know. Like, I, I think these are like underlying things, um, that usually lay on like, well, obviously underlying, um, but these are, um, just things that, that come up in our lives. And sometimes we just unconsciously are coping with the way that we were unhappy, you know? Um, and now that we have, you know, big adult money, um, we're, we're coping with something that maybe our six-year-old self didn't deal with because they were a child. Um, but I, anyways, I think, again, I think this whole topic is just very, very interesting. Um, and I would love to hear your thoughts about it as well and about just um, the impact about all of this stuff. I think the topic of pleasure and living for pleasure um, is something ultimately that will follow us through our whole life. I think there's always going to be something um, more that we want and something more that we deem um that will make ourselves as as worthy and and I again like I think it's something that that um a lot of times it's like a way to self-medicate right I think if you don't have um if you're not getting your worth from something else right like if um I genuinely have no idea how people exist on this earth without knowing like the Lord without knowing God because that freaks me out like I I understand that, like, obviously I grew up in it, so, you know, whatever. But, like, I believe it to my core that, like, there, I genuinely don't get it. I, it's crazy to me. And, um, and not to say that Christians are better than the people because they're definitely not, but to not have the foundation of, um, to not have the foundation of, like, inherent value and worth and that your life is also meant to give dignity and worth and value to other people because they're just the same as you. I think, um, I think that's really crazy to, to not live with that kind of foundation and that understanding. Um, and I think a lot of hedonism and a lot of like modern philosophies that have crept into Gen Z and like our society, um, really come from a lack of, of that kind of understanding or that human decency is just meant to be like a kitschy little phrase, like just be kind or like, um, you know, I don't know. And, 
and I feel like that is just, um, I don't know. It's another, I don't know. It gets a little dodgy for me when people start advertising. Um, and this is also for the record, I did have like a coffee from this place called like literally a kind cafe today, which is funny, but I just was thinking about it now and I was like, that's kind of weird. But like when people start advertising kindness, um, I don't know. Obviously, the sentiment is there to be, you know, to inspire people to be better people and to be more kind, which like fair. But like at the end of the day, um, what like what what source is this kindness coming from? You know, um, because I think it's so easy for people to do things to feel better, right? Like, um, and again, I think it just goes back to questioning your motives. Like, um, if you're volunteering at a soup kitchen or something are you doing that because you know it'll make you feel good? Or are you doing that to make other people feel good genuinely? You know what I mean? But again, like, I'm not God, but God does say he judges the hearts and minds of people, so he knows. Um, but I'm just saying, like, I think, I think that's another layer to all of this as well. It's a little bit like greenwashing. I don't, you, this is exactly how my mind works. It's just everything, I just, I think everything is a little bit of the same thing. Um, and that was in Ecclesiastes, nothing is new under the sun. So there we go. I think it's, it's a little bit like that. It's a little bit like saying like, oh, this product is completely clean and like free of all bad things for your hair. And then a week later, it's like they're being sued for making your hair fall out for putting, you know, 17 new fake things that, you know, are bad for your hair. So I don't know, it feels a little bit like that, like the, um, like what you're advertising isn't necessarily the right, like it's not coming from the right place if you want it to have that result. If it, you know what I mean? Um, and I think to just have the foundation of, of knowing, of knowing what God says about you, of knowing who God says you are and, um, of knowing that, that pleasure and, and fulfilling your desires actually just lead to rock bottom. Um, you know, I think, I think that, that, that source of, of, of knowing God and knowing that all of, all of, all things come from him, um, is truly irreplaceable. And like, um, if you're kind of walking through, maybe you are, you have been a Christian or, you're walking through something difficult right now and you don't know where that is. I just challenge, I just challenge you to wake up for the next week and just say like, thank you. And just be like, just genuine gratitude before God. Um, the Bible says like, come before his gates before, come before his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. And I think, um, there's a reason for that. And I think it's because it's a rhythm that our soul needs. Our soul needs to be, um, filled with gratitude, um, in order to, to be gracious to other people, you know, and, and our soul needs to be filled with, um, with, um, just the awareness that the riches of heaven are not, you know, the pearly gates and et cetera, et cetera, and the crowns and your whatever, but the riches of heaven are the people that are in it, you know? And I think that's where the whole pleasure conversation, at least from my perspective and my context, really does come to a close because that is the bottom line. Um, pleasure and desire really just meet their meet their match um, in the upside down kingdom of 
of generosity, of graciousness towards um, and kindness, but from the well that never runs dry. You know, I think it's so beautiful. Um, and yeah, I think I've said everything I need to say about this. And I'm actually really excited about this podcast. I wrote this topic down like ages ago and I was a little bit like, hmm, what would I say about that? But um, yes. So guys, thank you so much for listening this week. I hope you had fun and it was a pleasure talking to you. Wink, wink. Um, so yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast if you're not. We're on literally everywhere you can listen to podcasts. Um, please leave us a comment below. Give us five stars. Follow the Instagram at youarehere.pod. You can follow my personal at Danielle Siani. You can follow Derek's at Derek Devin. And we will see you next Friday for our second to last episode. Okay. Love you guys. Bye.